0: Welcome to the Mission Matters podcast, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University, celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old plus mission that is St. Louis U. Brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. Welcome back. I am Virginia Herbers, the Director of Mission Formation here in the Division for Mission and Identity, and I am happy to have with us today Lauren Davis who is the Interim Associate Director of Housing, Operations, and Facilities. That is a mouthful. Yes, it is. (laughs) So welcome, Lauren. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: As we are recording this, it is the Tuesday of Move-In. So you are, I know your calendar is very full. Your brain is very full. So I'm grateful for this and happy to be able to share with the larger SLU community, all the things that are going on surrounding this week of movement. So to get us started off, just tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, how long you've been at SLU, how you came to SLU, what your role is, just a little bit about you first.
1: Yeah, thank you. I have been at SLU for six years now. So I actually started at SLU as the assignment's coordinator. So I've worked my way up a little bit, which is always exciting. Before SLU, I was at Maryville University just a little ways out. Um, I started there as their housing operations person as well. So the last... 12 years has always been kind of in the operations behind the scenes role. So I was drawn to SLU because I was looking for something a little bit bigger to gain more experience. When I was at Maryville, they had about 900 on-campus residents and at SLU were about 4,000 on-campus residents. So it was a little, a little bit of a big jump. My sister also attended SLU. My mom worked at SLU at the time. So we had a strong connection with SLU and I really kind of wanted the opportunity to just experience what it was like to be Billiken. So that was why I made the jump to the assignments coordinator position. I was in that role for about three years and moved into the assistant director of assignments and marketing position. And then just the last month I moved into the interim role for the associate director. So a lot of moving pieces, but all has been operationally focused and kind of going hand in hand. So it's been a great experience.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of hats. If your goal was to gain more experience, it sounds like you are achieving that goal each and every day. Yes, definitely. All right. So tell us a little bit about Move-In Week. It's kind of obvious as you're walking around campus to see what it means, but what does it mean from the inside out?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we, you know, we have our structured scheduled move-in days, but our move-in really started back in July 28th when we welcomed our student staff back on campus. So we have a very short summer before we start bringing students back to campus. July 28th, our student staff arrived back for training. We trained them for a good chunk of time. So they're prepared to be in their community and supporting our residents. So that was kind of our first bulk move-in and we've had a trickle-in of movement ever since whether it's fall athletes or different student leaders. So we've kind of slowly been building up our population since the end of July. So our true official move in days for new students are this Thursday and Friday. So we're kind of at the home stretch. We're I'll say we're putting a bow on everything with these last few days. And then we'll welcome the rest of our returner students on Sunday. That's kind of the schedule going on, but I, when people hear move when they think, oh, it's probably just, you know, one or two days. But really, we've been having people join us on campus since the end of July.
0: That's right. <laughs> so practically speaking, what does this entail? I mean, I know you can't give us all the moving parts, but just give us like the big ideas.
1: I get this question a lot. People say, are you off for the summer? Because, you know, you you do housing assignments and that's kind of a during the school year thing. And I'm like, no, the summer is really my busiest busiest time. But just to paint a, a picture a little bit of kind of how this process works. Right after this fall move-in, we'll start planning for next year. So our move-in starts with kind of looking at our occupancy projections of how many students we think we're going to have on campus. That starts very, very early to kind of look at our class sizes this year. We have a very specific of students, kind of the percentage of melt that we'll lose every academic year. So that helps us form our soft numbers for the next year. So we're doing everything from, occupancy projections to revenue projections really kind of in September all the way for the next academic year. So we start that planning extremely early because it gives us time to kind of be flexible with our spaces. Are there spaces that we can turn into maybe singles for the next year because our numbers are a little bit lower or... Our number is going to be really high, so we need to be very specific about how many juniors and seniors we want to market to stay on campus. It's a really kind of a year-long out process that starts with that. And then we open our housing contracts in February. So all of our students, our returning students, they know where they're going to live by the end of March. Oh, good. Although they're not moving in until August, they know in March exactly where they're going and they can start planning and things like that. Really, it's a full year commitment that we're working on that is up to move in, which we say kind of wraps up this year and then we kind of move on to next year. So we're always working a year in advance.
0: What I'm thinking as you're talking is in my mind, I kind of thought year by year, this process would look pretty much the same in terms of placements and housing and all of that. But I never put two and two together to realize that, of course, you can't just pull the file out and say, "Okay, let's do this process this year. You have a whole lot of different factors and and X factors, I'm assuming, that um, are playing into this whole thing.
1: Yes, definitely. We look at each of our buildings every year to kind of figure out, okay, these are our floors we're going to designate for our rising sophomore students. These are the floors we're going to designate for our first year students. So we try and be really intentional about where our student populations are located on campus. That helps with our curriculum model for programming and community building. So we don't just kind of throw students into a bed and are done with it. It's truly a strategic plan to make students successful in the
0: halls that they're going to be in. Yeah. So what are some of those elements that you take into consideration?
1: Yeah, definitely. So things have changed in the 12, 13 years. You know, when I got my housing assignment, I didn't even, I don't even know if I had a building option. I just knew I needed a bed on campus. And now the choices and options are a little different. So we have our traditional complex, like we would consider Grisadet complex, traditional with the traditional showers and the traditional community style bathrooms. And then we have our newer complexes like spring or grand that offer like a semi private bathroom in your space and things like that so obviously what's shiny and new people are drawn to right but we've seen over the years with spring and grand online that it's much easier for students to build a sense of community in our community style buildings than it is in our spring and grand so Our model for us is, you know, we want to start new students in our community-style buildings and work their way up in terms of the amount of privacy that they're getting. So they can kind of build their friendships, build their core groups in those community buildings, and then as they project through our housing system, it gets a little more private, a little more individualized, all the way up until our apartment unit. So that's kind of the model for us, which some students are like, oh, I just, the thought of community-style bathrooms just is horrible but their expectations change quickly once they've spent about two weeks on campus and they're like this is great I am talking about my plans in the shower with all my friends and I'm meeting people you know so I always try during 101 when I'm presenting to families I'm like I get it I understand nobody shares a room anymore most people have their own bathrooms so it's a hard shift but just give it a few weeks, get settled in, get to know your roommate. And then typically students are like this, this was the best experience for me in the community style spaces. So,
0: you know, what's interesting about that is that I love hearing the intentionality there about community building and about really giving our students opportunities that maybe they wouldn't opt in for if they had different choices, but it's not about seniority only. It's about providing the optimal opportunity for them to build a community and have a community of support around them. And man, is that an awesome thing? Exactly. So what are some of the best stories you have for move-in week that you like to (laughs) say when you have a group of parents and students in front of you, this is what you can expect? Or have there been any real bloopers that are funny now, but they weren't maybe in the moment?
1: Oh, sure. Gosh, let's see. So we always make a joke although our rooms are nice, they are small. They are small rooms. So I remember my first year here at Move-In, I had started just maybe two months before Move-In happened. So I was very, very new and just really experiencing Move-In for the first time here at SLU. And somebody brought an RV full of items to move into their space. Mind you, like we can't even fit an RV in any of our garages or our parking lot. So this big bus basically was just parked on the cleed, trying to unload stuff. And we were like, you're going to have to take a lot of this home. There's no way. So we, we kind of always joke about that every year. Please leave your trailers. Please leave your U-Hauls at home. Bring the essentials We have retail options around campus, whether it's Ikea or Target, but really kind of just bring what you need, connect with your roommate, kind of work it out, and then maybe go shopping for items. It's wild to just see the things that are carried in, and we are like, I don't know how they're going to fit it in that room, but (laughs) sometimes they make it work, but I think every year it's just kind of grown to a joke of what are students going to bring in this year or how are they going to decorate? So it's fun to just see their creative side coming out. But that was a wild adventure, that big van full of stuff. The first Wow. Time.
0: And it's a pretty well-oiled <laughs> machine, isn't it, in terms of timing for arrivals?
1: It is, yes. So because of SLU's location, we are very strategic. Um, everyone has a two-hour time block that they arrive to campus. So that two hour time block is truly just to kind of check in at the check-in location, get their keys and start their move-in process. But because of our location in the city and limited street access and parking and our elevator usage in our buildings, we want to be mindful of so people aren't waiting in a long line to take the elevator. That's another behind the scenes. We actually get a permit from the city. We turn our LeCleed into a one-way for our new student move-in. So it's That street is ours for the two move-in days. We have different lines of traffic directing them into their different parking zones. So it's just little things like that. Like I never thought I would know. There are 92 meters on that street that we buy out. So if you ever need to know how many parking meters there are, there are 92 of them. 92 on that little stretch of Laclede? From Van to Grand and then that little stretch of Spring, there's 92 parking
0: meters. No way. Yeah. -hmm. 92. I never would have guessed that. Wow. Fun fact. Okay. So what are some of your favorite parts of this work or what are, what are some of your wins and success stories? And it it makes you realize that this is a really great thing to be doing.
1: I think for me internally, the amount of campus partners that I work with to make this happen. So Mm you can see that people have one common goal and that's to give the students and families the best experience. So I think my campus partners and facilities and custodial services, they are working extremely hard. We have a little bit over 4,000 beds on campus. So they are going into each one of those spaces, sometimes multiple times because we also do camps and conferences over the summer. So. Mm-hmm. Our facilities crew and our custodial crew, we couldn't do it without them and the amount of work that they do and the pride that they take in the spaces and making sure things are ready. Those are the true sight unseen, the work that really goes in. So I love working with that group. We have a few move-in meetings. So everything from event services to Department of Public Safety to distribution services, our parking and card area, our dining vendors, we're all coming together to make sure we're all on the same page during move-in. And that's what gives me the energy and motivation to see like, wow, all of these people want to make sure this goes off successfully and they're truly here for the students and families. So internally, that's what makes me think like I've chosen the right place to work and I can truly feel The sense of the Billiken community and caring for the whole person, that's what keeps me energized throughout this week to know, like, man, the entire campus community is coming together to welcome these students. that's something that I love about my job.
0: So that's the best description of cura personalis that you can give, right? That it's about selfless giving. It's about thoughtful consideration of what's going to be needed and trying to meet those needs collaborating with folks, any vested partner in that particular event. Do you have any words that you could put around how your work and the work of the whole team that operates around Move-In and Welcome Week and all the organizations that are involved here, about how that basically and clearly demonstrates who we are at SLU and how we live out our mission? I'm thinking specifically of the notion of higher purpose, greater good, but also that notion of trying to form persons for and with others. So just put some words around that from your own point of view. I'll talk a little bit
1: about Fall Welcome. So Fall Welcome, Jackie Weber is the person that orchestrates all of Fall Welcome. So Move In is kind of the kickoff of Fall Welcome and we Get Everyone Here. And the programming and the events are great, but like our baseline is offering them a safe, and comfortable space for them to live. So I always tell my staff that I know room checks could be boring. And I know like making sure everything is good in your building, but like this is kind of our baseline of giving students and families a good experience. And we have to build off that. So if we already missed the ball on step one, we've impacted their experience here. So we've kind of got the foundation laid and then but Now we're talking about how to build community, how to connect with the students, and Fall Welcome plays a huge part of that, as well as our Oriflame team. So Susan Fennell is over our student organization of the Oriflame team members. Um, they all have their Oriflame families in the residence halls and in our apartments for our new students. But we have a packed schedule of Welcome Week events, specifically catered to our new students until classes start. And then once classes start, our kind of returning students are put into that. But it's not only for our students, it's also for our families. So we're looking at the whole picture of it's not just the student who's becoming a billikin it's their family that's becoming a billikin So we're doing everything from kind of a parent and family hospitality space in the Bush Student Center during move-in of resources for families and how they can get connected, um, how they can support their student. So really just looking at the whole picture and making sure everyone feels included. And we're setting up everyone for success. You know, we want the student to stay with us. When they leave with us, they feel proud of what they've accomplished. And they, they know that this is kind of their home away from home, even after they've graduated. So that to me just kind of encompasses what we're doing here, and it's it sounds so simple when it's move in, plan a program, but it's all tied so closely together to really enhance the family and student experience.
0: Absolutely, I mean, you're that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Exactly. And I, I love the idea of building the foundation and those those ministries really, or that part of the mission is so easy to overlook. You just take it for granted until it's not there. So let this serve as a shout out to you and the entire team as a thank you and a token of appreciation and gratitude for all you do. Those of us who are the support system for the rest of the academic programming and for the faculty and staff, all of that are very, very well aware of the importance of that foundation. Bring that home to your team.
1: Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And, and, you know, we know we're going to have little hiccups and things that happen, but we also have, you know, the steps in place to rectify them as soon as possible. So I'll never be able to stop talking about the amount of work internally that everyone is committed to, to do prepare and plan for all of this. So I'm grateful for the SLU community and excited for the next few days.
0: Well, good luck with that. And I do hope that in that very short window between when all the students are in place and starting (laughs) classes and when you have to start planning for next year, you get some sleep.
1: I will. Maybe a little vacation.
0: That'd be great. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. And please know that the SLU community is behind you 100%. And if there's anything you could ever use from the mission office, don't hesitate to reach out.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: And for all of you listening, don't forget to follow us on social media at Slu Jesuit Mission on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you know of a colleague who's living the mission out loud, but seems to be hidden in plain sight, give us a heads up so we can highlight the good work being done here in our community. Thank you for joining us. And until next time in this year of hope, let's continue to celebrate together the gift of walking with youth in the creation of a hope-filled future because mission matters you can engage the mission intentionally here at SLU and you can encounter it randomly, but good luck graduating without ever touching it in some way. God bless everyone.